You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. In this week's episode, Father Paul begins his discussion of Genesis chapter 23. I am pleased to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Genesis chapter 23 is, well, I keep saying about every other chapter that it is the most important, well, 23 is one of the most important chapters, if not the most important chapter. But people like to follow other stories, essential really to the entire message of the inclusion of all the nations. It smacks of Ezekiel where we hear that the grandfather is Hittite, uh, other is Canaanite, and then other texts where the grandfather is Aramean, and uh, very important. Uh, Sarah lived 127 years. These were the years of the life of Sarah. And then we have to deal with the situation that confirms what we underlined earlier that Abraham and his followers had to live in the land, in any land, wherever they are, as the non-owners. They are not theirs. It's a gift to them. But what is striking in this chapter is that we don't hear just about the gift and the assumption is that God gave them. It is specifically, still from God, obviously, but channeled through a Hittite. And let me make my comments already at the beginning, and then we'll get back to that time and again, whose name was Ephron. Now, Ephron, for an American, would be like the actor, Zac Ephron. It's a nice, we can call him Fro. An American would say, my name is Ephron, call me Fro. Well, that's not the name in Hebrew. The name is Ephron, which is not the earthly person as Adam is, but the dust person, the dusty person, the dustly person, Ephron. And that is unmissable for an ear who knows the text in the original. If this does not convince my hearers, then I'm not losing hope because my hope is not in my hearers nor in their ears, but in God himself. But I'm saying that there is no hope for my hearers to understand scripture if they do not submit to the fact that this small piece of land was in the field of a Hittite 
which is the farthest possible person among the nations mentioned in the Bible, in central Turkey, actual Turkey. And whose name was just another person who is dust to dust, who offers when no one else offered Abraham a small piece. Obviously, Abraham will insist to pay, but I'm talking about the attitude of Ephron, the Hittite. So the Hittites are the fathers of Israel, not only figuratively as in Ezekiel, but de facto. Remember, Hebron is going to be the inheritance of Abraham that will be gifted to Caleb, a total outsider again. That, my dear friends, is beyond impressive. It's a actual knockout, not just a technical knockout, to any honest hearer of the Bible. And I stress honest hearer of the Bible. I will show you that all this message is stressed through all the terminology of this chapter. But this combination of the two, Ephron the Hittite, is very important. Later, at the beginning of Joshua, the land of Canaan will be specifically presented as the land of the Hittites. So we need to keep all this in our ears, not so much in our minds and hearts, but in our ears. Very impressive chapter, and let me put the icing on the cake. It is precisely one of the legacy of this Ephron, Uriah the Hittite. Notice how these two people are introduced as the Hittite, each of them, will be eliminated by David who wanted to have his wife. And then people are still trying to convince me that we have to honor David as a saint and a prophet and so on. In actuality, David is just another scriptural character that we have to comprehend through the stories revolving around him. And all of you know how much I stress the fact that when he was still a shepherd, meaning living on a piece of land as though he didn't own it, that he was able to destroy Goliath the Philistine, and when he became king, we know the rest of his story. But all this is already here in Genesis. So allow me to say that on balance, I think it is the most impressive chapter of the book of Genesis. And I don't think that it is happenstance that it is close to the middle of the book together with chapter 24, which is the marriage of Isaac with the woman that is from far away from Aram Naharaim, which is another name that is important in the Bible. In verse 2, we hear that Sarah died at Kiryat Arba. And then, that is Hebron in the land of Canaan. Two strikes. 
the first name is the village of the four and all of you have heard from me that the number four reflects universality it's from all four corners of the earth and then what underscores that this is really intended by the author that immediately it is followed by the name Hebron which is from a root that means fraternity Heber is a member of a congregation that everybody is together but notice that here Hebron is introduced as the village of the four directions and then later in Joshua we will settle this through the story of Caleb who becomes the inheritor of Hebron and not Joshua who bears a very very pregnant name Jesus the Savior and yet it is the dog Caleb the outsider who becomes the inheritor this is the biblical story and it's not in the silly Sunday school material and Sarah died at Kiryat Arba Habron in the land of Canaan okay and in the land of Canaan we have a Hittite and that confirms my thesis that it's a made-up reality the land of Canaan it's the Syrian desert and Abraham went in to mourn for Sarah and to weep for her and Abraham rose from before his dead Hebrew Meto his dead one and said to the Hittites in Hebrew is Bene Heth the children of Heth the way in the Bible Israelites it's actually the Bene Israel so the phraseology is very powerful now let's notice Abraham is looking for a place to bury Sarah the land of his inheritance and he goes to whom to the Hittites conclude that he must have tried with the others and it didn't work why would he go to the Hittites to Benihath that welcomed him let's look at it in the scripture terminology strangers in the land the Hittites are from the nations outside who welcomed Abraham in his land and you know if you are from the Middle East and not only from the Middle East you are linked to the land of your forefathers through the places of burial because this is where your forefathers and foremothers are and you know that in all traditions the burial places are very important in the sense they keep people together because all the living at one point are going to end up there together as a congregation they were a congregation of living people they end up as a congregation of dead people and it would continue like this so it's very pregnant I know people are waiting for me to move to the following verses I'm going to take my time I'm going to force this time literally force my hearers to hear the original 
and not and Abraham went down to Learns and Berries or whatever the supermarket here in Minnesota is called, which is down the corner. No, he went to the Hittites to ask them. Another strike. Notice how he introduces himself. I'm a stranger and a sojourner. You have a combination of Ger and Toshab from Yashab. In other words, I'm a resident as a stranger. It's a double feature, double strike to your ear. Stranger and sojourner, it's nice TV terminology that doesn't render the original. I am Ger and Toshab among you, which means you are the insiders in the land of Canaan. I am the outsider. Give me property among you as a burying place. Ihuzat. Khaber, Kibr. A possession of a tomb, which is very funny. Notice how he links the word possession with a tomb. In other words, if you want to have a land, ultimately it becomes yours when you are buried in it. But when you are living, you are a ger and toshab. Very powerful. Okay, so he's going to whom? To the Hittites, Bene Het to ask them to give him a piece of land. And Ahuzat, so the property, it would be his property as a tomb, and it is given to him by the Hittite, that I may bury my dead in the singular in my sight. The Hittites answered Abraham. Notice how before the introduction of Ephraim the Hittite, the Hittites as a totality are presented as welcoming Abraham. Now if you jump to Joshua, you will see the correspondence that the Israelites entered into Canaan, the land of the Hittites. Again, in Joshua, they are the only nation that is mentioned at the beginning of the book. In other words, the land of Canaan is defined as the land of the Hittite. Now, we know that we find this later in Ezekiel. Okay, my father is an Amorite, and my mother is a Hittite, and I'm on the, from the land of Canaan. They answered Abraham, hear us, my Lord, you are a mighty prince, Nasi Elohim, Greek has Vasilevs Baratheu, a leader from the side of God. The Latin has princeps Dei. The Hebrew is just someone who is endorsed by God, the Elohim of Scripture, among us. 
bury your dead in the choicest of our sepulchers. None of us will withhold from you his sepulcher or hinder you from burying your dead. Welcome amongst us. Okay, in the burial place, the Hebron. Abraham rose and bowed to the Hittites, the people of the land. Notice here, if you're not used to the terminology of the Bible, the ancient Near East, where you have someone who was addressed as Prince from the Most High bowing down, the bowing down is the expression of respect that a junior would give to a senior. Okay? Obviously, this is your land, you're giving me the opportunity, I bow down before you. He cannot, although he is a chosen by God or a leader, a king from the side of God, that he cannot look down at the Hittites because they have the land and they are welcoming. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.